This podcast is part of the Shareable Podcast Network. Learn more at shareable.fm. You are now listening to the Heroic Council. And here we are, Heroic Council. Parshel, take us away. Hey, hey, hey. How's everybody doing today? I'm Parshel, and today I'm hosting the Heroic Council. And I'm joined with the amazing Sarah, oh, oh my God, Johannesson. <laughs> oh, Hannison. it's all right. We'll get it one of these weeks. <laughs> and Jeff, and Jeff Gibbard, everybody, give it up for the Heroic Council. Make sure to tune in every Friday at 1 p.m. Monday. Eastern. Monday. 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 It's Monday. Oh my God. It is Monday. Not, not <laughs> Friday, Monday. See <laughs> see how you do, I'm, I'm hosting and see. Yeah, I, just... I screwed up the video. I gave you the wrong intro. <laughs> Everything's wrong. Oh man, we need a fresh start today. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, this yeah. is this is where we get together to talk about work and answer your questions. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform on YouTube, uh, or Apple's, Spotify, iTunes, the whole gambit, uh, or join us in the Facebook group. And all the information can be found out found at the superheroinstitute.org forward slash heroic. And all the links will be in the show notes. So if you guys are loving this and enjoying it, please leave us a review, five-star review rating on iTunes. So let's do this. Today I'm talking about LinkedIn. And LinkedIn, as most of us know as professionals, is really, that's the social platform for us, I feel like. Uh, it's so separated, it has an intention, I feel, when we get on there. It's like, I'm here to meet somebody, to connect with someone, and to grow my network. So it definitely is a different feel from other social media platforms, and it's been a really huge um, asset to those of us who just need to network and need to connect, and that like is a part of how you grow and evolve your business. So I'm curious, really quick, just to open up the floor uh, to ask you all, how do you rate yourself right now when it comes to LinkedIn? Like, would you say like I'm a ninja on LinkedIn, and I know exactly like like you get your arrow, you're like superhero with it, or, you know, are you like completely, I don't know what I'm doing and it sucks. Like, how would you rate yourself? Sarah, you go first. Okay. So I would say about a year and a half ago, I saw it as a nuisance. <laughs> I would get notifications from people I didn't know. I never logged in. I never used it. I really wasn't finding it very valuable. Mm. Fast forward, I feel as if during the pandemic, LinkedIn has just been this amazing place of people who are more engaged, more like relevant activity happening, people I know. <laughs> reaching out to me. It's almost like it became, it was less, it's less spammy and mm. more um, like real people, real relationships. So I would say I went from, from zero to hero in the last year on that one. Um, but I would probably rate myself about like a seven or an eight. Mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. I, I've got, I've come to really enjoy LinkedIn. I got, I get value from LinkedIn. I have gotten clients from LinkedIn. So um I think a seven or an eight because I'm I'm comfortable there. I like it there. I, I know how to use it well, but I think there is always room for improvement. And I think I'm excited to hear about 10 minutes a day because you can go in and, and kind of get sucked in like any social media network, but it's about being effective while you're there. So um, yeah, so like seven or an eight for me. Nice, nice. What about uh, you, Jeff? So I, I guess I would say, 
the way I look at LinkedIn, it's probably similar to how I look at a lot of social networks, which is that I know a lot about how one can be successful on the different networks. Um, and I'm very much a do as I say, not as I do type person, because I neglect every one of my social networks, save maybe Twitter, where I just like blurt out whatever I'm thinking at any given time where I feel like broadcasting it. But for the most part, like I, I, um, I really only like auto post my content. So I, I think on the one hand, if I'm defining effective as like what works for my lifestyle and isn't causing me any real detriment, I would say that I'm a 10 right now because I, like I'm fully booked in terms of business. I have plenty of projects that I'm working on. So like, I don't really need to be, you know, out there like farming and, and trying to get more opportunities. So from that standpoint, like I would say I'm at a 10. Now in terms of like effective LinkedIn usage, I'm probably at like a three because I mostly just post content that I'm working on. And then if somebody replies, like it might be like a week before I even see it or anything like that. So um, I'm, I'm really not good at it at all. Um, I don't really, I don't post content. I don't share my thoughts. I don't engage with people. I don't find new connections. I don't do anything. I will say though, the one thing that I do spectacularly is that I think my profile is like true all-star profile. Okay. Okay. Is that because you're the most handsome social media expert? <laughs> we know? Like, I definitely have always nailed the, the headline. The <laughs> superhero, uh, commonly known as the world's most handsome strategist. There you go. So like, that's a great headline. But I think it's also like I do all like I, um, I need to check like all of the boxes on it, right? So like I all of my job descriptions are filled out. My summary is filled out. I add rich media to things. So like in terms of like thinking of it as like the modern resume, I would say that while my paper resume would be an absolute abysmal joke, my LinkedIn resume and like my Google footprint is stellar. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of, um, let's see here. Speaking of, because we're talking about rating ourselves and a lot of what I'm going to share about what I've developed and kind of built into my routine, I learned from one of the goats. Uh, I call her a goat, greatest of all time. Her name is Bobby Fodish, and she is who I have learned so much about and actually witnessed her herself uh, using LinkedIn to grow her business. So I'm going to share a lot of that. And, and what I want to see if you all will do with me really quickly is go to, because you can actually rate your what they call social selling index right and it's actually going to analyze for you like how you rate in that regard so if you go to it's linkedin.com forward slash sales forward slash oh my god forward slash ssi so linkedin.com forward slash sales forward slash ssi and if you're logged in it should give you a little bit of a report that kind of tells you like where you are in your industry, where you are overall, and then also breaks down how they got to this social selling index number in the in, in the in the middle, and that's a number out of a hundred. So, um, and sometimes too, this is a good indicator of like if you guessed yourself, like if like Sarah, you said that you're like a seven or eight, you take that number, divide it, uh, see if you kind of did you match up with. I that? got seventy four. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> hey, I guess I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, but this is something good just to kind of check and see, like, you know, where you rate in terms of how LinkedIn can be effective for you. So, uh, Jeff, what about you? Mine is a 72. So my social selling index is a 59, but that puts me in the top 6% of my industry. Yeah, which is 
what do you what do you list it at in terms of your industry on LinkedIn? Uh, uh, oh, I, if you don't know, it's okay. I think I think I'm in uh, marketing advertising. Market, I, okay. Okay. I, yeah, this is a good tool to use, like this just to awesome. kind of see like how am I faring on LinkedIn? That's because really yeah, ultimately, <clears throat> you know, and Jeff, you mentioned it, like you want LinkedIn to work, you know, like if you're gonna spend time on it, whether it's to get connections or to actually gain prospects that will lead to business, like you want it to work and be effective, you know, for what needs to happen. But LinkedIn is still one of those places where you just have to just show up and just start engaging and just meeting with people. So I mentioned Bobby Fodish earlier, and she's the one that I learned a lot of this from. And her philosophy is that you should network on LinkedIn the way you network in real life. Like you don't just like walk up to somebody and like fling, fling your business card at them and keep walking. Like you don't, we don't do those kind of things if we were in person. So a lot of what can make LinkedIn more effective is just turning that switch off in your mind to say, how can I actually just connect with people if this was like a big networking event? What would I do, right? Um, so in, in that in that respect, I'm curious, what comes to mind for you all when you think of, you know, somebody who is networking on LinkedIn and a horrible way to send random messages or, you know, you know, or not random messages, but messages are just not aligned. They're not, you know, I don't know who you are. You're just, it's just spammy kind of messages that are going out. Have you all had any like weird experiences in that regard with like what you would consider to be ineffective uh, <laughs> networking on LinkedIn or activity? For sure. I, yeah. For, yeah. So like I've written a number of posts about like the toxic LinkedIn invitation spam stuff that happens. Um, mm. Before I even go down that path, let me just say that I think in that analogy about treating your LinkedIn networking like your in-person networking, it makes perfect sense. Because in person, the way that I network, if like I'm at a networking event, I will mm -hmm. find a table and I will spot up at that table and I will wait for people to come and talk to me. And then I will deeply engage with like three or four people. And then I will leave the networking event as soon as humanly possible and go elsewhere because I just do not like that so for me like networking is like i meet one person and i am going to become like best effing friends with you that's like my style of networking so like what like the the like the stuff that people are doing on linkedin like the uh, the thing that's right now that's happening that i know is like a best practice but like i quite frankly i hate it is the thing where you tag people in one of your posts so like you put like I post a blog post and I'm like, oh, let me think of like 10 people that would like that. And you tag them to get the conversation going. Personally, I hate that because um, I get tagged on all sorts of stuff. And I'm like, look, it's it's great. But like this isn't this isn't about me. And like I'm already only here for such a brief period of time that like but that's like a thing that's happening right now. I know it's a best practice and it gets more views and then more views equals more conversations, more conversations, more networking opportunity. Like I get it. But like, again, if we're aligning with like how I network effectively personally, it is super so low key and one to one that like, it's no wonder why like my social selling score would be as low as it is. Because I really like I just don't do it the way that like successful networkers like move through a room. I've often heard it kind of like partial you were saying, but it's similar to dating where you wouldn't show up on a first date and typically be like, okay, like, let's go home. <laughs> like you would buy them a drink and then maybe on the second date, buy them dinner. And then on the third date, like go do a fun activity together. And then, you know, things progress from there. But like, I think that's so common on LinkedIn where people are like, boom. And you're like, 
hang on a second. We don't even know each other. Like you're asking for a sale so fast. And I think equating it to dating is a really practical way to think about it. It's like, hey, get to know me first. Yeah, just sliding in my DMs all through. Yeah, the absolutely. Like, in court. It, come on. <laughs> at least, at least, like you know, understand what I do, or like yeah. you know. Have you ever got so where that like I got one that was like legit? Like, I see we're both in lawn care, and I was like, you have to be joking me. <laughs> like, yeah, really? I got one. I got one last week, and it said, "Congratulations on writing your book." <laughs> and I was like. I want to do that. That would be great, but I have not done that yet. Like a message from the future. Exactly. Oh my gosh. So it's things it, it, like that. It's like take the time to figure figure it out. Read my profile a little bit, scan it at least first. Yeah, absolutely. And it's easy to tell like these sort of automated messages that come out because clearly it's like this wasn't for me. In fact, the way that my name is on LinkedIn is like it's all in caps. Um and for that reason, whenever I, it's easy to identify if they've got, if I've got a message through a bot, you know, because oh, my whole name is AI. So, yeah. That's so that way you can just tell, yeah. like, yeah, like how they're, because they're just going to take the first name, right? So, well, actually, it, another, another interesting one, there's a lot of services now that are, are cropping up. And I, I think that they're well intentioned and can be used properly, but where you basically outsource and have somebody take over your profile and then they, you know, go do a lot of the social selling on your behalf. And the one thing that I've noticed is that I've gotten over the last several years, a couple people that like, that I know, like it, like, as if like one of you were to send me a note and it's like, Hey Jeff, I see that. Like, and it's like that kind of like, like we don't know each other sort of thing mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. happens. And that's just such a strange thing when you get one of those and they're like, what is new with you? It has been a while. And you're like, literally <laughs> we talked earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it, it can be really obvious, which then lends itself to how powerful the platform can be, right? If all this spamming is going out, we're able to talk about it. Just if we're able to be more effective in our conversations and how we reach out and connect with people, uh, the better uh, things will come out. Um, interestingly enough, you guys know I'm working with uh, the puppets, right? So I've got the puppetpreneurs thing that's going on. My partner... Uh, on this project, uh, his name is Simon Love. He's the guy who's sort of being very active on behalf of Eddie, who's the, our main puppet. So Eddie Furbottom has his own LinkedIn profile. And Eddie Furbottom is gaining so many followers. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> and he's connecting with like uh, major network executives like meetings are happening around just that he's just doing it just because but he's just using some of these principles to actually work for getting in the door with whoever you need to so i think that for all of us no matter like what stage you are and or what you're trying to accomplish like linkedin will help you just to get in the door with somebody or at least to be noticed or at least to you know uh just to get in front of them and to build connection and relationship because that's what it's really all about so I know that we're here to talk about some routines. So I'm just going to share a bit. And by no means am I saying that I do this all the time. In fact, my routine could use a little bit of a brush up. But this is what I typically would do if I was in like, all right, let me do my LinkedIn thing, right? Let me get my LinkedIn for the day, right? <clears throat> the first thing that I typically do is I check my inbox. Um, this is usually the first and foremost place that I go. Um, and there, you know, I can just make sure any messages that I haven't you know, seen or haven't replied to, I make sure I reply to those. Um, 
and it's pretty standard, you know, just check your inbox, like, or maybe if there's someone that you reached out to before and you wanted to go back and check that message, like I kind of just spent a little bit of time just in the inbox to, to be on top of that, right? That's a direct one-on-one -on -one relationship uh, that I have and a conversation that's going. So I like to start there. It's a good the next, tip. Yeah, just start right there. Just go for who you're already in one-on-one -on -one conversation with. Yeah, but I just, like I have my LinkedIn, like as you're going through this, I want to be able to go through it. And I went in my inbox and it's now the eighth. And on the first, somebody had sent me a message. It was like, hey, I want to include you in this thing. Can I send you some questions and this and yeah. that? And I like, just completely ignored it for a full seven days. I don't know what it is about the LinkedIn inbox because for from it's either I'm super on it or I'm like, oh yeah, like <laughs> I got to get check my LinkedIn inbox. I think it just happens, but if it's part of your routine, then you always make sure that to to check it. So I wish they had a messenger, like a la Facebook Messenger sort of thing, because I would probably use that on LinkedIn more than I would use anything else, would be just, you know, direct messaging different people via LinkedIn. Because it's like that thing where like you don't want to give your email out to necessarily everybody, but there's a bunch of people in your network that you might want to keep kind of in your LinkedIn network as your address book to use that as your vehicle of communication and track all that in LinkedIn. It would be really nice if they had that. Yeah, I think I th people are using it as email, though. So it's it's as if when they send you something on LinkedIn, it's expected, I believe, like kind of in our culture today, is that Jeff, like you would have got it. And so that's, that's the tough thing. It's like, I LinkedIn you. Like, oh, I don't treat that the same way I do my email, but people are expecting you to in my experience, at least. Do you both think that? Because my feeling is when I send somebody something on LinkedIn, I'm not expecting to hear back from them for about a week, week and a half, because I just assume that they're not on there or engaged. And partly that's just because of my own habits of being there and, and not really being there. You know, it depends. You can see if people are actually active, right? And even see like when they last posted, like if they went into LinkedIn to post something, then, you know, there was a chance that they would have seen your message. So... <laughs> It's just things like that to me that indicate like, you know, how interested they are or, you know, where they're at in terms of connecting. Um, so, yeah, the inbox piece is really good. And they're starting to upgrade different things about LinkedIn. So, for example, like now you can do like a voice note. Um, you can also attach video in a in a LinkedIn message. So it's getting more robust to where you can again, make that connection with someone that much more personal. And I have done that a bunch. Um, there's actually a plugin called, uh, well, it's like a, it's a chat, like a video chat, uh, but you can create a video and then embed that video just uh, created into a chat and then someone can see the video. So it's really interesting. Drift actually has a plugin in the, like it shows up in the LinkedIn messenger if you have the plugin. And when you open up a message, you can actually hit the record a video message and then everything just pops up. You do your video message and it pops it right back in your uh, LinkedIn message. So things like that are good and are, you know, kind of evolving in terms of how the inbox and the, you know, the LinkedIn <clears throat> inbox works. So that's typically where I go first. Um, the next place I go to is notifications. So you see the bell at the top. And really at this point, it's just from here on out, it's like you're just looking for opportunities to engage. That's really what the notifications are. They're just places where you can, you know, it's an opportunity to engage with someone, whether it's their birth, they got a new position, um, maybe someone stuff or what have you, or there's been reactions to your post, or maybe you got tagged in something. Like basically these are all invitations to, hey, here's an opportunity to engage. Here's an opportunity to be active. Here's an opportunity to, you know, uh, to, to be 
I don't know, just in, in action when it comes to connecting with people. So the notifications is good to check and just kind of get around in there. Uh, the third thing that I get into is, and this can be tricky because you'll, you can start to go down the rabbit hole, but just kind of browsing the, the feed a little bit, you don't have to do it forever. And I would try to be disciplined in that because you, um, that's a good, I usually don't, I just try to have like an internal, uh, time when I'm doing that just to kind of cut myself off at a point, but it would be helpful. I think if, if you do need a timer just to do that, so you can go through and just see what LinkedIn is sending you because it's going to come be coming from a lot of different sources. So browse that again. Now you're looking for more opportunities to engage. You can comment, you can share, you can like, like this is where you can get involved, um, you know, with the people who are in your network. And if you have LinkedIn Navigator, which I'll talk about a little bit later, like if you have that, um, you actually, they'll, LinkedIn Navigator will populate a list of people, whether you're connected with them or not, and you'll be able to see what they're posting. And it all shows up in a completely separate feed. It's not all of your other connections, but people that you've segmented into a list to be able to see that. So that's that's where um, you know LinkedIn gets really, really ninja-like because you can really contact anybody and start to engage and be super direct about it. So um, what, what would you guys say that your activity is like? Do you guys find that you you enjoy the liking, commenting and sharing on other people's stuff? Do you find it to be just like, um, you know, do you enjoy doing that? I'm just curious because some people are just like, oh, I got to engage. I got to comment. You know, is that something you guys enjoy doing? Do you find that like you're getting good content there to to do that with? I, I, for me, it's funny. I go through phases with it because I know that it works. And when I do it, I actually enjoy it. And I enjoy the feedback that, you know, there's almost an instant gratification thing that happens. Um, mm -hmm. I was on somebody's LinkedIn live the other week and we had like over 2000 people on and, and saw it. And like that one single post got so much engagement. It was actually really fun. And it was cool to see. I mean, there were people from all over the world and they were commenting where they were from. And I think when you can get that level of engagement, it's really exciting. Um, mm -hmm. And it's a cool way to connect with people, unlike Facebook or, you know, that, that you don't know. And I think that that's really fun and powerful. So um, I kind of go through parts of me where I'm like, oh, I've got to go in and do that. And then other times I'm like, oh, this is great. I need to do this more often. So it's almost as if I'm on a roller coaster of emotion <laughs> with it. Um, and the other thing that just happened, partially, you and I both just had birthdays in January. Mm -hmm. But one thing I found so interesting on my birthday was to see who just used the cans like happy birthday. And then other people took the time to write, you know, a more unique message to me, whether they knew me or not. And those were really the ones that I personally, I responded to everyone, but the ones that took that extra time to write like an additional sentence or two, I really felt like that was cool. They took the time and a few of those have resulted in, you know, we got on Zoom then and had actual networking calls uh, based off of that. So I think using someone's birthday in the notification, but not doing just the generic happy birthday, like going that extra step, if it's someone that you really want to connect with, that meant a lot for me. And those were the people that I sort of prioritized over the other generic happy birthday messages. Yeah, that's a good point. Because every, every time that you open up your, depending on the size of your network, when you go in there, you'll see like it's eight people's birthday today or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's a great opportunity to just, to just do that. That really, 
you know, it will stand out for sure. Yeah, go that extra step and say, I do see that you just wrote a book for real. <laughs> or whatever it is that you just did. And you can I think actually it's know a, what you're talking about. <laughs> cool way to engage with somebody. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 definitely it's it's like LinkedIn is just giving us opportunities, right? That's what it is. It's just giving us opportunities to connect and engage. What I like is the next part is I go in and see who has viewed my profile. This is pretty this is pretty good stuff. And if you have some of the other premium features or what have you on LinkedIn, like you can see the full list of everybody that has been to your profile. And sometimes that gives you indication of like, hmm, this, you know, especially if they're a prospect or someone that you you can help. Now there's a need to send a, you know, actually send a, a connection request or you know, or send them a message if, if you can. So I really like that because it's, you know, you can say, hey, thanks for viewing my profile. Like, what did you enjoy about it? Or was there anything that stood out? Or how can I help you? You can start the conversation um, and of course, get to know them and engage with them as well. So I love seeing that section as well. It's like the who's viewed my profile. And then uh, sending connection requests. Sometimes if I'm able to and uh, like, let's say I just met someone at a networking event or what have you. That's also an opportunity if you can um, to start to plug them in and get connected with them on LinkedIn. And the thing, too, when it comes to connection requests, as we're saying, like right now, we're looking, it's, it stands out when someone is taking the time to really engage with you. So the same thing is with connection requests. You don't want to ever say, hey, I want to connect with this person. You don't send like a direct note with it. It's like, not a good thing, right? Just just a random person that wants to connect with you because you're not likely to yourself accept such an invitation because you don't know who they are or what the reason this is for. One of the most powerful things that I learned from Bobby was that you don't have, of course, you don't have to accept connection requests. Even if they send you a note, you can actually reply to their message before you accept their invitation. So there have been times where someone reached out and said, you know, hey, I saw that word, you know, what, or actually they would just, it would be like a generic message. And I reply back, hey, thanks for checking out my profile and uh, requesting a connection. I'm curious, what prompted you to send me a note? And then the question, they would respond with, oh, well, you know, I see that you do video and I'm looking for that. Or, you know, I saw that you're connected with these people. And I think, we, you know, it just became more of a connection point. Then we got connected. So over time as well, when you kind of have this routine, you'll find that your network is, it'll become more, uh, what's the word? Become more of your own. It's not like everybody is very selective. Yeah, curated. And you want to make sure that everyone that you are connected with, you do it, you at least know who they are. (laughs) Like I I have to go through uh, my LinkedIn because I've tried so many things with LinkedIn, including having a bot to send out messages to people. Like I've done all that kind of stuff. And so my network has definitely grown, but I never really met with these people. So I'm in the process. I'm about halfway through my LinkedIn network right now. I have to go through the other half and just go through like, do I do I know this person? Do I still need to be connected with this person? And then just deleting them from my network. So that's also a great way to just clean up your, your network on there too. So I met somebody and he said to me, I know everyone in my network. I was like, okay. At first I was like, oh, that's so strange things to say. But as I started using LinkedIn more and more, I thought, oh gosh, that really is valuable. Like, so when you say, can you introduce me to this person? I saw that you're connected on LinkedIn. He actually knows them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. You can, I've, you know, I've been with people networking through LinkedIn a lot and 
you know, just to sit down with someone and they say, hey, I'm looking for this type of a person or I need to connect with this person. And then, uh, you know, essentially we sit there and look at each other's networks. And I would go through and I'm, you know, if I just had to find someone that, you know, hopefully would connect with them. And it just, you said you're such a better connector if you have a curated network, you know, and that's a powerful asset, I think, to have when you're connecting, like you always have a give, like, who are you looking to meet? Like, that's one of the things I always ask, like, who are you looking to meet? Like, who do you need to know? And just knowing with confidence that I possibly can find that person because I have a curated network and then I can just connect them on LinkedIn. Like it's, it's really powerful when that is clear as well. So I'm going to be doing that as well. I, I have had on my list for a while to go through my LinkedIn network and clean up the connections. Cause there was a while where I would accept a lot more connections I, back when I was speaking a lot more, I would do a speaking event and like 20 people would send me a connection request. And I'm like, okay, great. And literally I've never spoken to 98% of these people since. Um, so like, I just have like this, this barrage of connections, uh, or not barrage, it's not the right word for it. But I just have like all of these an abundance of connections of people that I don't actually really know. So I've had people who are like, hey, can you introduce me to so-and-so? I'm like, I don't even know who the hell that is. So I really have to go back there and do that. Um, I agree with you so thoroughly. And and it's related to the point Sarah was making about, you know, um, th- there's like when somebody gets a new job, they have like the congrats thing. So like when I started working with Soul Marketing, people saw it and they were like, oh my God, and I got like a thousand of those, you know, like the, the one button click congrats. I think the same thing is true with like the connection request. Say something of value, say something meaningful. You will stick out amidst all of the other garbage when Pete, when you see, and, and you had a point before that where you asked liking and commenting and engagement. And like, what do you think about it? Like, I'm just very selective. If it's just going to be like, like, and it, it like, it's just a passing action or I'm going to hit the autofill text. I don't bother. Um, you know, the only time I will like someone's post if I don't want to then further engage and whatever is if it's somebody in my close network and I want to help amplify it with the algorithm. But otherwise, like, I don't even bother liking things because like, who cares? Like, I just move on to the next thing. So I try to make all of my engagements really, really meaningful on LinkedIn, fewer in number, but more meaningful. So if I send a connection request, it's always got a note. If I send a congratulations on the new job, it's because I want to talk to you about it. I might want to see if there's an opportunity for us to work together. I want to see if I can refer you someone. So I'll be like, yo, dude, that's awesome. New job. Like, what's up with the new gig? You were doing this before. How are the kids? How's the wife? Blah, blah, blah. Like, I'd rather send one of those than like send out like eight of those like happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I could play the yeah. numbers game, but like. I have time for that. Like, I'd rather just like individually engage with those one or two people. And I'm, I'm so with that advice. Yeah. And LinkedIn Navigator, as I mentioned before, it makes it really easy. So now when I log into there, it's like a completely separate LinkedIn. I don't know. Do you guys have Navigator or have used it before? I used to have it, but I okay. haven't used it. I mean, part of it is that like, because I wasn't using, um, you know, LinkedIn all that often, I kind of felt like it was a waste of money for me. Um, but I've used it like when I was using it more actively in the past, when I was more like actively selling and trying to bring in agency clients, um, I definitely was like into the LinkedIn navigator thing, but I haven't seen it in years. I don't even know what, what's become of it. Gotcha. What about you, Sarah? You said no. Yeah, no, I haven't, I haven't used it. Gotcha. It's, it's, it really is robust. I mean, there is a nice price tag on it too, which I think is like 79 or 80 bucks a month. Yeah. But depending on, you know. If depending on what you're selling and all that kind of stuff, if it makes sense, it really is a robust tool and you can do like a free trial of it to see how it works, which I recommend, especially if you're in a position where you're like, okay, I know my target. I know who I need to reach. 
um, and you can use the, the navigator to actually, they actually give you more filters. There's at least 10 other layers of filters that will help you to narrow who you're trying to look for, keywords, how long they've been in that position, um, you know, even down to the employee count as well. So you can go for companies that have employees of 250 to 500. Like that's the filter that you can add, which isn't going to show up on your regular. So anyway, it's it's just super, such a crazy search engine for that reason. And once you have sort of gone through and put together this this uh, this criteria, this list, you can start to actually save leads. So I can hit save, mm -hmm. save this person. I can check them. Oh, so I'm going to save this person. And it actually creates a list for you of your saved leads, whether you're connected to them or not. And then when you go to your, your uh, home feed in LinkedIn Navigator, all of the activity that you see is what the people in your list have been. Oh, that's cool. Posting. That is cool. So you're literally just there just to see post. And every time you engage or comment or anything, it is for a prospect that you have designated to say, hey, I'm trying to build a relationship with this person. Ooh, can I add like a fun tactic on top of that? Really? Hey, yes, and it, yes. It's outside of LinkedIn, but I on Twitter, what I used to do is I would make three lists. I would make a list called like a watch list. Um, mm -hmm. So that would be like people that I want to develop a relationship with. And then I would have like warm leads or hot leads. I would have like, you know, watch list. And then I would move somebody from watch list into leads and then from leads into clients. And that was kind of the move that I would do there. And you can actually kind of pair up LinkedIn with that. So like you make this list of all the people on their, a lot of people's profiles, they'll actually have their Twitter account. So you can actually kind of follow them in two different places. And then when you go to Twitter, you just follow your watch list list mm -hmm. and then you're able to see what they're up to and you engage with them on Twitter, which I find, or I have found at least in the past, was a more rapid fire way of engaging with someone. Um, and in, and in, a, um, in a more like asynchronous, less publicly, less publicly yet more public way. So meaning if I, if I mention you on Twitter, it's unlikely that anybody else is going to see that and interject into that conversation. It's a public conversation that you and I are having that other people could see, but they likely won't. Whereas if I engage with you on your LinkedIn, it's all of a sudden a, a conversation that is all threaded and right there in one place that people will see because it's on one post, let's say. So I've, I've always found that like with Twitter, I would have an easier time of like developing that informal relationship that would allow me to then maybe take it to a phone call or like a Zoom chat or something like that, get face-to-face -face and move that along. Whereas on LinkedIn, I felt like, there was more of like, oh, now there's other people involved and this person splitting their attention between me and a, you know, hundred other people in this thread versus like just me and them. Hmm. I'm super pro wow, Twitter. That's so that's... Yeah, yeah, that's on, ninja. On, yeah. Well, on Navigator, you can make as many lists as you want, you know, and yeah. kind of build that out. So it's it's really powerful, and the, the tactics work, right? Because like we're talking about, it's about building real authentic relationships as if you were in real life with this person, right? Don't make it weird, that's what they say. Um, so, and I feel like we're kind of definitely gone off track with a 10 minute routine at this point, but this is a great conversation. I hope you guys are enjoying it. Yeah, um, I think you could still fit all this in a 10 minute routine. You think so? I think you can make it happen. I mean, like what I just gave you is like, and, and the yeah. navigator part, like the, the building the list is more than 10 minutes, but once you have the list, I yeah. still feel like you could fit it in the 10 minutes. Just boom, boom, boom. Yeah. So, so far for those who are listening and we've, we're yeah. talking about how to in 10 minutes a day, do your LinkedIn thing, you know, a routine that helps you to stay active and taking advantage of the opportunities to engage 
with your network that are available. So we talked about checking your inbox, checking your notifications, you know, people's birthdays, uh, new positions, finding a way to authentically communicate with them. Uh, we talked about browsing the feed for opportunities to engage. So, you know, start scrolling a little bit, but keep a, you know, some restraints or some way that you can keep yourself on time there. Um, the other area is checking out who's viewed your profile and sending off connection requests. That's where we're ended up right now. Um, and depending at that point, you know, to me, when I've done those things, I feel like I've done my routine. And if I have extra time, I go into, um, you know, touching base with a dormant connection, right? Maybe somebody that I haven't talked to in a long time, or it's just been a connection that is just not currently active. Um, so a lot of times I just go through, maybe it's a message and I scroll all the way down to the bottom of my inbox to see, you know, maybe who I haven't talked to, or like I said, someone in my network that I'm connected with, they are first degree, degree connection, but you know, it's been a minute. So sometimes I take advantage of that too, just to send a note and reconnect with them there. So that kind of sums up a 10 minutes uh, a day routine uh, in terms of what you can do on LinkedIn. So that's what I had to share. Is there anything else that you guys uh, thought of or came to mind uh, about LinkedIn or any other tactics? I got a few different ideas that I would offer. Um, again, like very much do as I say, not as I do. But like, I think one of the most important things you can do on LinkedIn is make sure that if so, if you're going to do all of these things, you need to make sure that when people visit your profile, they're like, oh, damn, right. So like, run a complete audit on your profile, like up to, make sure that your profile photo looks great. Make sure that you got a cover photo that looks great. And that, you know, it, one thing that I've been, as you both know, that I'm very, very bullish on is like, stand out. Like, don't, don't just make your title like CEO of so-and-so industries. Like who cares? It's boring as all hell. Tell people what sets your soul on fire. Like in your summary, like talk about your passions, talk about what you're great at. Talk about the times that you failed miserably and how you bounce back. Like make it a, make it a page that people want to stay on and read. Cause they're like, damn, most people don't have profiles like this. I would say like, um, one, another thing that I would strongly encourage people do if, if you're like, if you are trying to do a 10 minute. Uh, a, a day LinkedIn routine, I would say uh, at least once a week, take that 10 minutes and write a review, uh, 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 a recommendation for someone just completely like un, uh, unsolicited, just somebody that you've worked with in the past and you think is awesome. Write them like a really amazing LinkedIn uh, review because a lot of people struggle to get recommendations on their profile and they're also hesitant to ask and also check check that you, uh, to see if you've gotten requests. Cause a lot of people, uh, I have like five requests for uh, a LinkedIn review sitting in my inbox. And a lot of them are people that I'm like, I don't know if I can actually write like an authentic, honest review for you. Uh, I would like to, but, um, so I, I would say doing that is like a really good thing. Curate your skills. Um, you know, one of the things that I would really like is if everybody listening either on podcast or live would go and endorse me for my top three skills. Cause I think setting what your top three skills are and trying to get all three of them to 99 plus really good thing. It gives people at a glance, like, what is this person good at? Um, and right now, like I have, I have things that I, I am endorsed for much more highly than I am actually good at whatever that skill is. Like a lot of people have endorsed me for like SEO for some reason, like, yeah, I know more than like, average people, but like, I'm not an SEO. So, um, so curating those skills is a thing. I think adding details about like, 
you know, volunteer things that you do or publications you've been in. Like, again, make your profile like absolutely sick. So that's the the kind of the summation of that piece of advice. Um, and then we didn't talk about posting content, but one thing that, um, I, I mean, personally, I think posting content is one of the the big things that differentiates you and sets you apart from somebody who just responds to other people's stuff, which I think is like, you know, this is probably a whole nother episode of Heroic Council for us to talk on. But um, for me, I think having a backlog, maybe taking one of those 10 minutes a day and taking one of those 10 minutes and writing out like seven or 10 status updates that you could post over the course of like every other day or something and seeing if you can get people to respond to it. Ask questions of things that you're like genuinely interested to know about. Like, hey, what are your favorite leadership books? Like, that's a good question for me because I'm always curious to see, is it going to be the same like five books that I already have read and recommended or am I going to get some new stuff here? Um, What is your favorite podcast? Like asking people that sort of stuff. So, you know, you talked about checking your notifications. If somebody's following your routine, I'm giving them or or going through the uh, thread, I'm giving them the opportunity to engage in startup conversation. So I think opening the doorway for people to have a conversation with you and engage um, is another thing you can do. And this is kind of back to Sarah's point about dating is I used to, when I was advising people on their online dating profiles, I would tell them, make it really easy for someone to start a conversation with you. Say like, Hey, if you want to go on a date, tell me your favorite place to get tacos in Philly makes it really easy. Cause now you have, you don't have to like come up with something clever or conjure up some great pickup line. You can just tell where the best tacos are. And now all of a sudden, if somebody's interested, they can initiate a conversation. So I think setting out like the bait for people and making it really easy for them to engage you, making your content about that, I think is a really strong way to do it. And again, I don't do any of these things. All I do, <laughs> auto post my blogs and my videos. And every once in a while I show up and I talk to people. <laughs> well, that's a good point, though. I mean, I, I wasn't sure to put the putting because people feel differently about content. And sometimes there's like a whole other, you know, process that people have for that. But definitely in that, you know, if you can, that is like a huge step too. is like being active with what you out what you also share and put out there. And like you said, Jeff, something as simple as asking a question, I think is great because people do want to help. So if you make it easy for them to do it, you know, now there's a point of contact or connection that you didn't have before. So I'm yeah. actually going to take that. That's really good. <laughs> yeah, And I think one of the big underlying things that I would say is like one of the secrets to that is it's very similar to like that congrats button. Like if you just put it out there and you actually don't care about the answer, like what's your favorite flavor of popsicle? Like that, that stuff does not matter. That's just corny. And like, sure, if you want to use that to like open up conversation, like I guess more power to you, but I would look at it as more, if you're going to ask a question, ask a question that you legitimately care about, that you legitimately want to have a conversation about, that you literally want to engage people in a full conversation about, otherwise don't post it because it's hollow, it's empty. So instead ask like a real genuine question and then use that as the basis for potentially formulating a deeper relationship with somebody. Absolutely. So one crazy thing that I'm noticing is I've posted things, you know, two, three, four weeks ago. And then this week I'm seeing comments and and posts on it. So to that point, Jeff, I think what's something you you need to do is sort of go back or, or look at those notifications and see what's getting engagement. So I heard something about the algorithm where it it it, it kind of puts it out there for a few weeks and see if people like it, some people, and then if those people like it, it widens the the reach and it's going to show it to even more people. So to that point, the engagement 
on some of those older posts, like you feel as if it's old, but it could be very new to someone. They just saw it this afternoon. So it's it's worth it to go back and, and see where those notifications are popping up, see where people are interacting. Cause that's something that I, I keep going, wait, that I posted that so long ago, but it's new to the person who just saw it. Yeah, that's awesome. And one thing that I did also, I heard someone talked about this, uh, this strategy um, which was, let's say that you post something, again, meaningful, relevant, right, all those things, and you happen to tag someone who has a lot of followers on LinkedIn. Um, you tag that person. If that person that you tagged, if they engage, you know, in any of the comments within like the first hour, boom, like <laughs> match, like <laughs> lighter fluid, <laughs> like it's going to kind of explode in terms of engagement, because now all of these people that follow them have been notified of something that's going on and they're going to see it in their feed. So I did that actually with a book that I had just read and I just did a video of like kind of breaking down how it helped me and how I enjoyed it. And I shouted out the author, the author commented on the post. And then it was just like, people I haven't even connected with before are now engaging on this post. So sometimes that's really good if you have the opportunity and there's a way to do that. Um, again, come from the heart and do something meaningful that's helpful with other people. And uh, just to get more engagement, especially for people who are not currently in your network. It's funny, I did something similar uh, with one of my favorite authors and I shouted him out and he responded and then we connected and I did not anticipate that happening. And I got like legit, and I don't like, you guys probably know, like I don't get starstruck by people. Like, I don't really, that's not who I am. That's not how I am. That's not my thing. But like, I legit got a little like, oh God, he said something. He was, he said something back. I guess I should, I got like real, like little tweaked out and I still haven't gotten back to him. I was like, I'm going to invite you on my podcast. And I still haven't. Um, so it's funny because when you were talking about like, um, likes and comments and shares and all that stuff and like opportunities like the other side of it is that they the other side of opportunity is like obligation right so like if you actually go and comment on somebody's thing and then they comment back now you're obligated outside of that 10 minutes to come back and engage with that unless you're doing it 10 minutes a day i guess you could wait till the next day but like right. that's one of the reasons why i avoid engagement sometimes it's like do I have time for all this? Cause I don't know if I have time to go back and do all this, which is a silly and stupid excuse. I, I fully appreciate that. Um, but it, it's interesting. Cause like sometimes when you, you are thinking about like, should I engage with this, this person or this topic? Um, there is the other side of it, which is like, well, what's, what's going to be the commitment if I, if I do engage with this. I think though, Jeff, that that's a really strong point as to why you're doing this in the first place. And that's something that can often get missed. Like if your clientele are a certain age demographic or they're not business people, maybe they're not on LinkedIn. And so don't waste your time there. Or if your business has so many clients, you can't service all the clients you have. This isn't a routine that you need to be focused on right now. Maybe in another season of your business, it will. And I think it's that is such a great point because, yeah, some, if you don't have time for this right now and your business doesn't need it, don't do it. <laughs> yeah. But people, we often, I think with social media especially, feel like I have to be on Twitter. I have to be on Facebook. I have to be on Instagram. I have to be on TikTok now. I have to be on LinkedIn. It's like, do you have to be or do you feel like you have to be? And so I think that's just an important thing for people. Like, choose the platform that's getting you real results for your business and spend your time there. To that, yeah. let me ask you this. Do, do either of you, like, and I want, I, like, I want to use this word as literally as I can. 
do you enjoy LinkedIn? I mean, I would, if I could choose how to spend my day, it would not be on LinkedIn. No, I would go for a nice walk in nature and enjoy the sunshine. <laughs> I guess, I guess let me narrow it further. Like relative to like all of the social networks that you could possibly use and spend your time. There are ones that like I use and I legitimately enjoy. Like I have such like such a good time in those like like for instance Parshel, like you're 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 the one that brought Clubhouse up to me initially. And I know that you really enjoy your time there. I've got a buddy Brian Fanzo who like absolutely loves Clubhouse. Um I could spend hours on TikTok because like just the just the algorithm it's just like the the best and worst thing never happen to your time. Um and but like all said and done, like I enjoy the way Twitter is structured, the way that it works, the like I enjoy Twitter just the way I know it's a toxic wasteland of awful as well. But like the, the parts of it that I like, like I actually like. And I'm curious how many people actually like truly enjoy the time. Not it's effective or it's a great way to, you know, find my network or expand my opportunity. Like, do you have fun on LinkedIn? And I know, like, oh, it's a business network. You don't no, like I want to have fun even when I'm doing the business thing. And like there's a handful of things that I think LinkedIn could update, upgrade, fix that would make it a more enjoyable platform. Um, one thing I was thinking about earlier in terms of like um, working with clients on LinkedIn is like I wish that LinkedIn gave us the users an opportunity to say, here are the things that I want you to be able to target ads to me about so that they're super relevant right? Like I hate seeing an ad for something that's like, you know, uh, are you interested in learning about a career in biofuels? And I'm like, no, I'm not. Like it's not even close to relevant to me. So I wish that I could say like, only show me posts that you would show to like a CMO, a VP of marketing, uh, somebody who's, you know, in brand or X, Y. Like I wish I could give like a series of here's my targeting criteria, go nuts. That's the stuff I want to see because I wish that the ads were less expensive, higher click through, um, and all that sort of good stuff. And I think that just from a perspective of like the relevance of things that I see here. Uh, and then you know, I guess sales navigator is the answer to the question I was having about like, how do I see more relevant stuff on LinkedIn? Um, so I don't know the answer to that one, but like that, that sort of thing, like the, the algorithm doesn't make me like super excited to like scroll through the feed. It's just stuff. And it's not chaotic enough to be like Twitter where I enjoy the, the chaos serendipity of the whole thing. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, fundamentally, I don't love any social net for me, especially as a person who like loves productivity. I want to see the results of my time. So if I could spend my time doing anything, it would be physically talking to people, actually coaching clients, like doing my craft or creating things. That's like how I prefer to spend my time. But I also know that I don't get to do those things if I don't use LinkedIn and the other social media networks to get new clients. So, um, you know, I, I see it as a necessary, but it's, if I could pick how to, how to spend my time, it wouldn't be that, but I, I enjoy it enough. I also enjoy that there is personal connection and there is real connection happening. So, you know, sorting through all the spam to get to the real conversations and to really connect with real people, like that's worth it. So it's like, I can deal with all the clutter to get to the the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, I will say the one thing that I do absolutely love, 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 love about LinkedIn 
and this is probably above and beyond any other social network, is that it is the most clearly defined purpose of any of the networks. So like Parshel, you kind of opened with this, like it's for business. Come here, business. That's mm -hmm. why we're here. Like we are not, we don't care about your politics unless you work in politics. We don't care about like, you know, your baby. Like we would no, no. What do you do for a living? Who do you need to meet? What do you need? What can you offer business? And I appreciate the the directness of that because it removes some of the ambiguity of like, what is this for? Um, there's a, a Clayton Christian video about um, the job of a milkshake. If you've never seen that, it's a good one. But like, what's the job? Like, what's it there for? Can anything else do its job? And nothing can really take LinkedIn's place in terms of that professional networking. So I do love that. Yeah. I find it enjoyable. Totally. Yeah, I wouldn't say necessarily that I I enjoy enjoy. I'm kind of like in uh, the same boat as Sarah on that. Like I just like if it's working, I enjoy it <laughs> kind yeah. of thing. Like <laughs> that's when I enjoy it. So um, I find that, like I said, with LinkedIn Navigator, for example, it's just more relevant to get to the people that I'm trying to reach. So um, yeah, I, I enjoy it because it makes it easier to connect with people that I want to reach in a you know, without any other way, like not going through Facebook or Instagram or through that avenue, um, I can get straight up and go straight to something heartfelt in terms of how I communicate and connect with them. So that's awesome. In fact, I'll, I'll sort of kind of end with this story here, which is that hopefully, you know, when things get back to normal, we'll be able to do more connecting like face to face. Um, but during the pandemic, which was really weird, I was able to connect with someone on LinkedIn found out she was here in San Diego and we actually got together in person. And I I had never met her before. It wasn't anything like we had this long, deep conversation via in the inbox. It was like, let's just do it. We should connect. Like, you know, I'm in San Diego, you're in San Diego. I know there's a lot of stuff going on, but we should still make it happen. And we did. And she's like an amazing, you know, connector. Like she's the bomb at what she does. Like we have future collaborations that are coming out of it. So like LinkedIn, it's it's there and it's a tool and it can connect us. Um, and, you know, now I got somebody for life. Like I've been to her house. Like it's just so weird, but it happened. Uh, so uh, just, just to share that like LinkedIn can work for you, whatever your goals are uh, business-wise to connect with people. So we're going to end really quickly by asking about what you are into right now. Is there anything that any of y'all are into right now? And I will for myself. Hot professional social network called LinkedIn. Real into it right now. And uh... <laughs> really, <laughs> uh, one thing one thing I'm into right now, and Jeff actually introduced me, is um, Business Made Simple, which is uh, a, a story brand is the framework that they teach. It's just an amazing tool for for business owners, for people that want to learn about marketing, communication, telling your message. Um, Jeff and I are going to be working with a with a mutual friend coming up on a new product launch that they have going on. And we were just talking last week about how we are going to lead that person, that friend of ours through the story brand process and how powerful that is. So um, it's, a, it's a really cool tool for people to check out. It's an online, you know, digital course, self-paced, do it at your own do it at your own pace. I'm sure Jeff has like a referral link or something we can we can uh, share with people. But um you probably do. But anyways, it's it's awesome. It's super powerful. And it's really been a, an effective way for I know Jeff and I both have used it to tell stories. And um, when you have your story down, I think it makes it easier to 
go onto these social platforms and tell your story in the right way and to build your profile in the right way. So that could be a really first step if you're unsure of your messaging, your story to start with that. So that's business made simple. Yeah, I second that. It's a great thing. And in a, on a serious note, one thing I am super into right now is iOS 14. Uh, I'm like hugely into the fact that they are going toe to toe with Facebook and all of the privacy invasions that that you know, participation in that uh, conglomerate of social uh, is is bringing to the world. So I'm super pro that, but also just all the widgets and cool stuff. Cause like now I got my Todoist widget right on my home screen and like I get to see what's important and that's just super awesome. That's sweet. I would say for me, since you both went about what you're into right now, um, I'm also into, it's a system called Wealth Dynamics. And essentially what it is, it's the way that I actually came across, it's a phrase that describes it is it is a bio-identical business framework. So what that means is that the path for success in entrepreneurship actually is very specific to you on your strengths and your genius area. So that's sort of the whole focus of the of the program. And uh, uh, there's actually a, a mixer that's coming up. I actually shared it with both of you all um, already, but it's a really, really neat uh, program. And since I took the test to identify like where my genius is, it actually relieves so much pressure and stress for me around the areas I was not good at, you know? So once I took the test, I was like, oh my God, that makes so much sense why I'm this way. And to actually know that there's a path and, and to know exactly who are the type of people people that I need around me to be successful, it's been like hugely helpful. So um, if anyone is interested in that, I'll have some information as well that I can link somewhere. So thank you guys for being a part of this amazing, another amazing episode with the Heroic Council. Next week's episode. Do we have anything to share about next week's episode? Yeah, we have. Yeah, we're going to be talking about why operations and delivering on expectations are so important. And we're going to have our special guest next week is Josh Epstein. Oh, word. Josh. Fun. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be really fun. Nice. And Tim will probably be back joining us as well. We missed him today. Tim, if you're yes. watching, we missed you. Yes, Tim. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us again for the Heroic Council. We will see you next time. Thanks so Peace. much. Bye.